My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are your host, Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Epp. Uh, happy birthday, Pat, in the chat. Sh- on the show every single day. It's birthday today. So Pat has a birthday? Pat has a birthday, looks All right. like. All right, here we go, Pat. 29 again. Pat, <laughs> is this Patty? Yeah. Okay. Pat, ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Pat. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you. And many more. There you go. You got your birthday. I sang happy birthday to you. See, the benefits of coming here and and being on the live stream. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) it's so much worse than we thought. Um, We are. It can't be worse. It's so much worse. We are going to dig in today. We got our hands on uh, National News put out today the IRS Criminal Investigations Annual Report for 2021. So, not the IRS Annual Report, the IRS Criminal Investigations Annual Report. So, the piece we talked about yesterday that they're expanding. And the day before we talked about their expanding. We're going to dig into that, but it is Friday. It is Friday, so we keep Friday light. Light yeah. on your feet. Stand up, Mr. Producer. Woo, woo. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see this guy? Oh, see you this see guy? this guy? <laughs> Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee woo, wee woo. Yeah, so uh, so we are gonna we are gonna dig into that. We're gonna keep it light. We're gonna mock it because you you have to. But um, it's also gonna alarm everyone, I think. But first, we we need to talk about um, our so-called ruler in chief, or as the audience knows, we call him Scrotus. Uh, he he has. Um, he's that, that's a new one. It was potatoes. Yeah, I, I've, now I've, it's I'm a big Scrotus. fan of Scrotus. Uh, there's there's a guy named uh, that did a show called Spiff Force Live who coined so-called ruler of the United States and called him Scrotus, and I fully, unapologetically have stolen it. So um, we are going to look at the president of the United States. We're going to just spend a few minutes looking at just how presidential he is. Go ahead. Well, I mean, we we're we're going to make fun, we're we're going to make fun of him, but it's not because we. We don't respect the position. We just don't believe he belongs there. Right, illegitimate. Uh, so let's let's look at uh, at A one. 
and and let's see what um, what 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 this first cut gives us on uh, on Scrotus Biden. I'm not gonna be able to do it because I can't drive a vehicle while I'm vice president. While I'm president. Vice president. U.S. President Joe Biden referred to himself as vice president while lamenting about not being able to drive a electric uh, vet. It's not the first time Mr. Biden has mixed up his job title a number of times, prompting concerns as mental acuity. Now, there have not been many senators from Delaware. It's a small state. As a matter of fact, there's never been one. <laughs> <laughs> he referred to President Kamala Harris at least four occasions. All kidding aside, of course, President Harris is a proud Howard alum. U.S. President has even fumbled his own relationship status. Hey, everyone. I'm Joe Biden's husband. <coughs> I'm Joe Biden's husband. So presidential. <laughs> so presidential. He, he, you know, I think that he just can't. People say I feel sorry for him. I was like, I, I don't. I don't either. He's I don't. destroying our country. Well, he's a puppet who's standing in the way while people behind the scenes destroy our country. So can we just jump right into this and no, go to... No, a we're going to... It's Friday, and we are going to look at the President of the United States. A2, please, Mr. Producer. There have been a number of moments where even those of us who have affection for Vice President Biden think, what on earth is happening right now? You know, I know most families are focused on just putting three meals on the table, taking care of their kids and paying their bills. Helping you do that is my job. That's a president's job as well. <laughs> Helping you do that is my oh, job. Put. That's a president's job as well. <laughs> I have one more job. He takes questions nearly every day. He's out. He takes too questions much. every it's day. Too much. It's too much. Uh, you know, he he is a big fan of the children. Uh, president Biden, we we know that he has an affinity for the children. Please, Let's please go ahead don't and play. call him President Biden, though. We cannot. Scrotus, we cannot apologies, do thank we cannot, you. Scrotus we Biden. Not, we will not call him that because he is not. That. He is not. Scrotus Biden has a great affinity for children. Let's play a three, please. This is a quick one. But it's up to me. By the way, he gave me permission to touch him. Well, anybody seen Green Mile? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, you know, looking at looking at at, at the so-called ruler of the United States, um, there has been a question, and. As we saw with the raid on Mar-a-Lago, as we've seen, uh, there are more and more people waking up, even news outlets where people are actually starting to ask questions. Can we play A4, please? And, and also you said that the president believes in the rule of law. Uh, does he believe in the rule of law when it comes to the former president or even his son? Oh! Oh! I'm not going to comment anymore on, on no, both of the topics that, that you just mentioned. The Department of Justice... Uh, is independent with their criminal investigation. The president has been very clear on that, and we I would refer you to Department of Justice on those those two topics that you just brought up. Does he believe in the rule of law when it comes to the former president or even his son? Oh, da, 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 da. 
<laughs> and then I promise we're going to get into the IRS stuff in just a minute. We just have we have one more. We showed this this cut. I think it was yesterday, but we didn't get the one with the music. And I um, I really just I love it. It makes me happy. And it's Friday, so a five, please. Joe Biden, Joe 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 Joe Biden, you know what? That could be a song. <laughs> you just can't put it. Oh, wait, oh my God, put my coat on. Oh, my glasses are falling. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell that they're falling. Was I wearing glasses? Oh, my gosh. What glasses? Wait, what my glasses. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Now that song is going to be stuck in all of your heads for the rest Joe of the day. Joe Biden, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe I'm Biden. riding, riding with Biden. All right. So. Riding Biden. Okay. Now that you're all laughing and, and happy and, and we're enjoying, we're going to talk about the IRS criminal investigation. So good feelings about to go away. Uh, no, it's not. It's not going to go away. It's okay. not going to go away. Check guys. in with you in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, so I want to give a shout out to one of my attorneys, by the way, before we do this. So my attorney, who I love, she is absolutely amazing. She's one of my favorite people ever. Now, I will tell you, my attorney, this attorney, is not, is not a conservative. She's a liberal. And I wanted to share some of the things that, that uh, she said yesterday. <laughs> She, she said that she knew, first of all, she knows that what they're doing to President Trump is wrong. And, and all of her circles, they all say the same thing. Not only is it dangerous what they're doing, it's absolutely abhorrent. And there are people that are just walking away. People that are quitting the government, quitting the DOJ, quitting working for the FBI. Because they, they're like, why would I work with a clown organization like this? But she sent this to me. <laughs> Um, hello, my dear. I'm a bit concerned about what you might be doing in the wake of the rage at Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> raid. She meant raid. Uh, I'm very worried that you might say something that could get you in trouble with the feds. Um, I would like to make sure that does not happen. Um, and then she goes in to just talk to me about what's right. It doesn't matter what's right with the feds. She literally tells me that it doesn't matter. The, the feds can act like they act with impunity. They don't they don't do anything that follows the rule of law. But what was interesting today in, in all of this is that uh, after reviewing my stuff, everyone believes that I've been a good boy. <laughs> 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 so I'm here to tell you guys that no matter what we read here, we're going to work the problem. Yeah. We're going to get in the gap. We're going to work the plan. You all need to read Matthew Truwala's book, The Lesser Magistrates. You know, I, I like to equate it back to the civil rights movement and Dr. Martin Luther King. Because he wasn't violent. We don't have to be violent. Now, they're weak. Violence begets violence. So I want to be really clear. Do not mistake kindness for weakness. Do not mistake a lack of physical action for the inability to have physical action. 
And this is why a couple days ago I talked specifically about Antifa. If Antifa comes and becomes violent in our communities, we're, we're going to shove that violence right down their throat. Why? Because we deserve, we are, we are entitled. This is the only time you'll ever hear me say the word entitled. We are entitled to peace in our community. And those that would do harm to that peace, including the DOJ, including the FBI, IRS, including the IRS, they should, they should understand that we as people, this is our country. They, they get paid as their apparatus as a result of our hard work. They don't do hard work. There's no hard work being done by the federal government. You ever walked into a place with the government? Do they look like they're busy? Do they look like they work hard? They don't. But what we're going to read about the IRS here in this annual report is abominable. Stunning. So before we get into it, I just want to I want to remind I want to level set. So we have been talking about escalations of the state all week. Uh, this IRS expansion that includes 87,000 new special agents is a massive escalation by the state. Before we jump into this report, um, and the, the link to this report will be in the show notes so all of you can go in and dig out. I'm sure that our audience, our audience is amazing. I'm sure they'll find things we haven't even, haven't even thought of yet. But I just want to read a couple of quotes from our founding fathers because we are talking about the Internal Revenue Service. We are talking about the IRS. We are talking about taxes, or so we think when we talk about the IRS. We're talking about taxes. I just want to level set the people who founded this government and wrote the Constitution, what they had to say. James Madison, U.S. President, founding father, I cannot quote, I cannot undertake to lay my finger on that article of the Constitution which granted a right to Congress of expending on objects of benevolence the money of their constituents because it doesn't exist. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, you'll like this one. It would be a hard government that should tax its people one-tenth part of their income. Mm. One-tenth. One-tenth. We're one... Oh, that's right. No, there's no one. We're 70th. Right. Tenth. Seven-tenths. <laughs> John Marshall, founding father and fourth U.S. Chief Justice of the United States, quote, the power to tax is the power to destroy... Uh, this is my favorite, and then uh, two more, and we'll move into it. I'm going to save my favorite for last. Calvin Coolidge, hands down, before President Trump, best president the United States has ever had, quote, collecting more taxes than is absolutely necessary is legalized robbery, end quote. And then this one is my favorite. This is Thomas Paine. I'm a huge fan of Thomas Paine. I quote him often, quote, what at first was plum plunder, what at first was plunder, assumed the softer name of revenue. And now let's hmm. talk about the Internal Revenue Service. So I wanna, I, wanna be as, I wanna be as factual about this as possible. Go to page two, if you will, Mr. Producer of the report. Snapshot, I'm sorry, B2. H, yeah, B2. B2. This shows the snapshot in 2021 of $2.19 billion in tax fraud identified, other financial crimes of a little over $8 billion. Warrants executed, 1,497. So you just do the math and you divide those amongst the four, $2 billion. Um, conviction rate, 89.4%. 72% .4%. Um, of the crimes were tax-related. Non-tax-related was 15.4. And narcotics were 11.2% of that. I'd like to see disproportionately what that what that would look like on a case-by-case -case basis. Go to A3 if you would. Well, hang on. Or just before you, before you go to B3, if you look down here at IRSCI staffing in the bottom right of this picture, you see that in 2020, they had 2,030 special agents, right, in criminal investigation. In 2021, 
they had 2,046, so they went up 16. They hired yep. 16 that year. And now we are talking about orders of magnitude of a larger force. And so as we go through this 2021 report and look at what this force of 2,046 special investigators did in 2021, I want you to think how what this unit does what this unit does is going to expand as they expand the staffing from 2046 to 87,000. All right, so here, here's what you you also need to you need to understand, right? This is this is unbelievable. The next on B3, and look, I'm all about penalties. I'm all about consequences. You know, if you do if you're committing crimes, I'm about it. But I want to I want you to know something. This is unbelievable. 3.5 billion dollars in cryptocurrency was seized in 2021. And it goes through some of the things that are there. And and by the way, they're attacking that goes through Ukrainian cyber criminal extradited for decrypting the credentials of thousands of computers across the world and selling them on the dark web to facilitate tax fraud, ransomware, and other crimes. So that was in 2021. Significant case. 93% of all of their seizures are crypto. And so, uh, you know, I think that's important for the audience to understand where the U.S. government stands on cryptocurrency. Well, and what, what are they doing with it once they seize it? What, what are they doing with it? How do they get access to it? That is not I mean, in the report. It, everyone wants to think that cryptocurrency is some safe, you know, decentralized, can't get control of it. They seize $3.5 billion in cryptocurrency. And, and by the way, if, I, if you're on Telegram and somebody sends you something in my name that says that, that they're trying to sell you cryptocurrency, it's not me. Yeah, me either. It's not, it's not me. So and I will know neither one of us will ever reach out to you and say, "Hey, notice, notice you're watching our channel. What are you up to?" We yeah, don't. We, we don't do it. that. <laughs> so let's let's go to B four if we can, Mr. Producer. Some of the multi agency tax force with CI presence and participation include Organized Crime Drug Enforcement Task Force, the OCDETF Regional Coordinators, the Drug Enforcement Administration Special Operations Division, the OCDETF Fusion Center. Which is the OFC, the International Organized Crime Intelligence and Operations Center, the Joint Criminal Opioid Darknet Enforcement. By the way, do you think that opioids that, that this enforcement is something that's real? Do you think it's real? I mean, I think if they were really serious about going after opioid enforcement, they would address the southern border. Well, they would address pharma companies no, that are right. making it. The right. pharma companies are making the opioids, guys. The opioids are not being made down in, in, in Mexico. They're being made by pharma companies, shipped through different channels, and then resurfaced in other areas. Uh, National Joint Counterterrorism Task Force, joint, uh, the National Counterintelligence Task Force, and the High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area. Now, let me ask you a question. If they were so effective at any of this, at any of this, any of this, would we have had... More kids die of drug overdoses. Children die of drug overdoses, not kids. J- children die of drug overdoses than anything else in America. No, because they're, they're because the government doesn't actually solve problems. They just create additional problems. Pull it down for a second. I want it. So we're talking. This is this 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 cut that we just looked at is interagency cooperation, right? So we've been talking about the administrative and surveillance state. Uh, it, the acronym is appropriate. The administrative and surveillance state. So Joe, you said I'm all about penalties. Yeah. If you're breaking the law, I'm all about penalties. But I want to remind you guys. 
This is an eight point font spreadsheet of just the laws that were changed in Colorado in the year 2021. You don't know if you're breaking the law. Well, I mean, if you're selling drugs, you know you're breaking the law. Right. But I mean, right. unless you're watching Breaking Bad and somewhere but along this, the line, you think that's this like behemoth, you do a job this interview. Behemoth government is, oh, we're just going after people that are breaking the law. Yeah. They also control the law and they change it so fast we can never keep up with it. And so when we talk about drug crimes, yes. If we're talking about terrorism crimes, yes. Eh, terrorism is a little bit of a, of, a, of a gray area because they call all of it terrorism. Now they call parents at school boards terrorists. But if we are talking about going after the middle, cr the middle class for financial crimes uh, and they have this behemoth interagency network to be able to go after you if you you know make a mistake on your taxes again as we talked about they've made doing tax trump streamlined it they've rolled all that back we're back to complicated taxes and it's more complicated than it was before now no i agree you're being set up so that i just i just wanted to 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 clear that in this next one is i really like b5 please mr producer you guys are going to like this this is the uh, asset forfeiture program they use uh, they use seizure and for forfeiture authority as an investigative tool to disrupt and dismantle criminal enterprises. Not the U.S. government, though. The program seeks to deprive criminals of property used in or acquired through illegal activities. What they say are illegal activities. IRSCI conducts criminal investigations that use our financial expertise and resources. In part, IRSCI is one of the larger contributors to the Treasury Forfeiture Fund. So you said, what do they do when they take it? Uh, Treasury Forfeiture Fund, which the Treasury Executive Office for a Office for Asset and Forfeiture manages. So they take it, they put it into a fund, and then they manage it. So what do they do after they seize it? That's what they do. Forfeited funds are returned to identified victims of criminal activity as well as to reimburse for law enforcement related expenses such as additional training, equipment, and the cost of conducting significant investigations. In addition, the TFF shares a portion of forfeited funds with federal, state, and local law enforcement, so they share it around. As of September 30, 2021, IRS CICs assets having an estimated value of approximately $1.3 billion and forfeited approximately nine. Ninety-one million in ill-gotten proceeds. What? All right. So I want to spend a little bit of time on this, but not much. And the r reason being is because there's no process. This is what everyone needs to understand. The EPA guidelines, the the, the lawsuit that happened in the Supreme Court. We break it down as low as possible so you understand this, stated that bureaucracies like the IRS do not have, do not, in the middle of all of this, they're giving them 87,000 new investigators. They don't have the authority to do what they're doing in this country. Let me say that again. The IRS does not have the authority to do what they're doing. The only reason that they have the authority is because we haven't fought their authority. Now, I'm all for consequences. But there has to be a process by which someone is found guilty of something before they seize it. But the, see, that's not what happens. Right. And you, you need to understand this. They seize first, make it impossible for a person to have complete control of the ability to defend themselves. We're going to take all of this away from you. You're not allowed to defend yourself. We're taking everything from you. We're, we're, we're accusing you of a crime. The lawsuit that went all the way to the Supreme Court, this is what it was about. The EPA lawsuit was about this. 
And yet they are ignoring that EPA lawsuit that says that you don't have the regulatory authority, that, that you've not been given permission to do this stuff to the American people. And we still have a, a, a process where we are innocent until proven guilty. I don't have a problem with consequences. I don't have a problem with it. But when you take something from someone, you accuse them of doing something wrong, but before, before you actually find them guilty of anything, you take away their ability to defend themselves. You take away their financial ability to literally mount a defense against the government. Think about that. That's Gestapo right there. And they're open about it. So it, again, on B five, that first the, the the first sentence uses seizure and forfeiture authority as an investigative tool. They think it's okay. Do you? Yeah. So, Do you think it's okay? So so this is the, this okay. is the issue that we don't pay attention to because it's not us. Now keep in mind that I, I want to be really clear that the, the the media and the tech companies and all of these guys make it easy to become weapons of a weaponized DOJ or a weaponized government. They do their bidding. So here's how the scenario goes. Guy goes in, he's caught with uh, uh, opioids in this glass right here, right? And they say, hey, you're trying to distribute those those deals. They open up his wallet. He's got $50,000 in his wallet. I don't know how that would work. But let's say he has $50,000 on him. They seize his $50,000. Now, what he did is he just took these out of his pillbox and put them in here, right? And he has a prescription. And I'm not even saying that's right. But I'm saying that they don't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. They see the 50 grand before they see this. They're like, oh, he has 50 grand on him? Let's seize that. And they take it and ask questions later. And then when they go to court, he's like, I can't defend myself. You took my 50 grand. I gave you back. No, no, no. We seized that because you were committing this crime. Well, hold on a second. I haven't been convicted of any crime. Accused. Just accused. Just accused of it. And they take it. Now, the government goes to the media and says, drug dealer, he's dealing drugs, caught with drugs on him and $50,000 cash. Government seizes his money. And then you go... Man, thank goodness, getting that dirt bag off the street. Get that piece of trash off the street. For taking his meds. For taking his meds. Uh, keep in mind, the apparatus that they built against you. And, and here's why I said in the, in the RT article, when, I mean the interview that I did with RT News, that the U.S. government is like a rabid dog. It's your friend until it's not your friend. It's not your friend. Right? In other words, it leaves you alone until it doesn't leave you alone. It leaves you alone until you're successful, until you win something or you have a windfall or you have success. Then they come a knocking at your door. See, their whole job is to suppress and take, suppress and take, suppress and take. They don't want anyone to have more opportunities than they have, and they get to choose who gets to be successful. They get to choose winners and losers. And then if they don't like you, they just seize all your stuff, make it impossible for you. So you, you see that 89%? effective rate of, of conviction, it's because people can't actually defend themselves because they've seized all their money and then told them, not my problem, go find a lawyer that'll work for free. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry if this is not convenient, talk to you, but this is the government. Yeah. This, this is, and this is what they do globally. They do this, glo they, they have this behavior globally and we let it happen. Because we buy into it.
We say we don't trust the media, but yet we listen to the media. We do. And if it wasn't for people like us and others, if it wasn't for people like us telling you truth, which, by the way, they suppress us, and they tell you what you can and cannot tell. You can't say this, can't say this. We're going to ban you here, ban you here, ban you here. They're, they're literally creating sidelines and saying you can't do all this stuff. So then we build our own platforms. And then what they do is they cut your pipe. Or they interfere with your, your, uh, your broadcast. Or they go to Apple and others and say, take them down, take down this, take down this. Make it difficult. Shadow ban them. Do all of these things to make it less important of an impact. Six million people. 6.5 million people we reached in June of this year. 6.5 million people, Americans. We, we actually touched in June of 2022. Against all the odds. Against they all really the try odds. To, they really try to keep us... To keep Six us and a half million people. What would it be if it wasn't shadow banned? 20 million, 30 million, 50 million? They decide winners and losers. And I, and I truly believe that they prop them up. We have conversations with people every single day. Like, Joe, I tried to share your information. It got taken down. I tried to share your information. I tried to do all this. Now, the reason why I say that is because you have to start being a person that operates with discernment. And that means not trusting the media. Trust but verify. Trust but verify. Trust but verify. We don't know about July. The person that asked July, I have no idea. We don't know there yet. We'll know in the next couple of weeks. We just found out about June a couple of weeks ago. Uh, right. You know, one of the things that um, was a, a moment for me of realizing where we're at with our government, uh, prior to um, coming out of the conservative closet, I was a cloud transformation <laughs> consultant, did a lot of work with AWS. <laughs> and as I learned, you know, as I spent, you know, five, six years hundreds of hours of AWS training classes, all this kind of stuff, I kept getting more and more uncomfortable as I realized what cloud really is, right? It's outsourcing your, your data. It's outsourcing your technology centers. And I kept thinking and I kept asking deep cloud experts, what is protecting us? And it's the market. They would never do anything because they're, it would hurt their brand. It would destroy their business model. It would hurt the market. That's, that's a lie. And we know it's a lie because on January 7th, several of us had our parlor uh, accounts di uh, taken down uh, with the cooperation of parlor because the government law enforcement said so. And then the following week, AWS deplatformed parlor cut access to their infrastructure. So you're you're outsourcing your infrastructure to a third-party provider like AWS. They'll never do anything to you. You have a contract and it's a business and that would crush their business. What was the moment for me was when AWS, and I was still working for clients doing cloud transformations at this point, when AWS deplatformed Parler, which means they cut Parler's access to their own technology infrastructure, to their own servers and data, the business community didn't blink. No. Nobody blinked. Nobody no, even. No, we did. And every, we did. And, but, but at the time, again, I was still working with AWS uh, people and with my clients and with other uh, cloud. And, and everybody said, well, well, you know, I mean, domestic terrorism. They didn't blink. It's their, it's, it's, 
the the it's global corporate communism it's all in bed together the, the government and especially now that the US government has outsourced a lot of its own technology infrastructure to cloud providers the US government is indistinguishable from these big tech providers and from all of the businesses that you see at the World Economic Forum as we talked about so much earlier this year this is uh, a massive Goliath that is stacked against us as David and these this IRS uh, criminal investigations unit is a is a big part of it so uh, the, the further we get into it and, and we're gonna spend a lot of time on it because it's important it's important for you to understand you know somebody just said that they fought the apparatus they fought the their authority in the 80s and they lost right so Francis says I, I fought their authority and I lost and, and part of the reason why you lo lose is because of fatigue, how much you have to pay in order to defend yourself. They make it systematically impossible to get to the bottom of it, and, and they basically act with impunity. Now, does that sound like a free nation to you? Does that sound like a constitutional republic? Does it sound like a nation that was founded on the idea of fair and equal treatment under the law? Or does that seem like a Gestapo? Does that seem like brown shirts? They've been doing this for years. This isn't new. Uh, tired of feeling like someone's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you, IP Vanish is a solution for you. You can use IP Vanish on your, your computer, tablets, phones. You can use it on multiple devices at the same time without sacrificing speed. Um, they're, for you, and, and here's the thing, it, it, it blocks advertisers, hackers, um, your ISP, third parties from getting access to information to you, uh, blocks people from getting access to your passwords. All the data is encrypted. And for our listeners, you can get 70% off their yearly plan for listeners with 30-day money-back guarantees. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. A disclaimer, if you are using things, True Social, you have to turn off the VPN. If you are using things like uh, vMix, uh, Chevy apps, or things like that. So there are some things that does need a dedicated IP, um, and it recognizes that. So just keep that in mind. So go to ipvanish.com slash daily, use promo code daily, and save your 70% off. All right. No. Sorry, it says uh, we have a hiss on Joe's side or Ash's side. Can we fix that? We can't fix it? Is that better? It's not here or it is here? Mr. Producer, just tell me what's going I on. Can't, I can't fix it right now. Okay, what is it? It's the board. There's a connection that's giving a little bit of feedback. Okay. Deal with my hiss. I'm hissing at you right now. <laughs> you know, it's, is it going to show up in the broadcast later? It is, huh? So with all the... Yeah. All right. With all the um, pull-up B6, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about guns, and we're going to get into the last segment of the show. We're going to talk about uh, uh, about what the federal government is doing locally with guns. Um, but if you look at B6, you'll see here uh, alcohol and tobacco tax and trade bureau. And I want to jump down. The TTB regulates and collects taxes on the trade and imports of alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and ammunition within the United States. In 2009, TTB entered into an interagency agreement with the IRSCI to provide special agents to enforce TTB's criminal provisions. These special agents are strategically dispersed across the country. The government is super the, the sorry, the group is supervised by a SSA, super special agent who reports to the special agent in charge of the Washington, D.C. field office. This group's sole focus is combating the illicit trade of tobacco and alcohol. Since the agreement began in 2009, 
the group has initiated over 180 investigations. So what I want you to think about is how much of this as we go through it, and we have a lot, there's, this report is like 50 pages long and I've read it, you're welcome. Um, the what I want you to focus on is how much strong collaborative relationships across law enforcement agencies how much interagency cooperation do we have and that's why as you are you know looking to pick a new sheriff and you can pull this down pick a new sheriff in in November uh, you know or if it's the following year for for you any sheriff candidate who touts their strong collaborative relationships with other law enforcement federal state law enforcement agencies has lost the plot of why we need sheriffs at all. Because our local sheriff is an elected official, and again, we're going to get to this in the end of the show, our local sheriff is an elected official who is, from a tyrannical standpoint, the last line of defense. They don't, we don't, we don't need the federal government to have additional policing. As you can see from this report, it's embedded in every single agency. They have, uh, they have law enforcement apparatus in every single federal agency, and they have strong collaborative relationships with each other. What do you have? as an American citizen, as an individual in your community who just wants your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, your life, liberty, and property, what do you have? On paper, you have your sheriff. Uh, unfortunately, in every constitutional sheriff's race that I have seen over uh, the, the, the primaries, the constitutional sheriffs are losing. Well, let's walk through, if we can, let's walk through the... Uh I mean, what we're about to tell you guys about is breaking that we're going to tell you at the end of the show because it has a lot to do with the the uh, call to action we have today mm -hmm. specifically. Um, so IRS, IRS criminal investigations, you can see we're going to flip through a couple of these uh, a little bit more quickly. Uh, commissioner's protection detail. So you've got, uh, you know, special agents assigned to protect the, the IRS CI commissioner. Um, if you go to the next one, you can see here this is domestic coordination. So these are the field offices of the IRS CI. We're going to spotlight Denver here in just a second. This is, again, domestic coordination. You want to know how, how does the Internal Revenue Service, what does that look like across the world? Let's go to the next one. You can see uh, the presence of the Internal Revenue Service criminal investigations around the world. I want to know how they get authority to operate globally. Like, how, how does the United States? And and I want to I want to point something out, and that is no other many other countries. I will say no other countries because other developed nations don't really care if the United States is not trustworthy. Um, they just make sure that they hone in on things that they make promises are, and just say, look, they're not going to fulfill those. But most undeveloped or developing nations do not trust the United States. So. How do they get authority to operate across the globe and basically act with impunity in other countries? How is that possible? Right. And again, this is where you get into whether or not you truly are free and whether or not they have taken away the Constitution already and we're operating under what only appears to be a shell. So we have a document that actually lives and breathes and, and develops standards for how the federal government can operate. And then we have what is really happening to us which operates outside of that constitutional framework. So we'll, every now and then you'll see laws that get upheld, and we'll talk about what just happened with the EPA. Again, these are cases that, that pull the teeth out of uh, bureaucratic organizations like the IRS, like the 
EPA, like the, the uh, ATF, they, they, they take their teeth away, yet are they really taking their teeth away? And I think that you, if, if you look at that, it's very difficult to not say that we're, we're, in a, we're already in a constitutional crisis. And that constitutional crisis is how do we return, how do we restore us back to the eight standards of what a, a federal government stands for? Because right now, they're acting as if they're our slave owner. Right. They're not acting. They take a larger part than any state environment at all. And over 50% of your money goes to the government, making you less than a half of a person something to consider and as you you know look at throw that that international chart back up that that image as you think of this I want you to remember the words of Thomas Paine what at first was plunder assumed the softer name of revenue that is what we're looking at here uh, as we look as we look at the presence to make sure every single dollar comes out let's go to the next one here also included in here you can see uh, undercover Operations. So I, IRS CI has a long history of using undercover techniques to investigate crime. These techniques are well documented and they play a significant role to bring criminals to justice. Yada, yada, yada. Let's go to the next one. Uh, and this is, again, over 50-page document. You can go in and see. So as we talk about the 87,000 that are coming in, uh, 87,000 new special investigators, you can see here they have their own training academy. So, for the extraordinary responsibility and duty of coming to your house armed to uh, to to make sure that you don't you don't pay less than you know less taxes than you uh, than, than the state demands that you do, you can see here they have just about a year of training. And I think this is a good spot, Mr. Producer, to play that video. Actually, before you do, I just want to. Um, Actually, we'll hold the video for a second. Uh, go to B12A, please, and you can see here, this is also from that training academy. You can see them practicing to shoot people targets as they are, uh, as, as they are training. I think there's some additional imagery from their report on training. This is the IRS, pull up B on that one, the next one. Uh, this is the IRS. We're talking about taxes here. We're talking about what these people are training to bring in more taxes. And this isn't a future state situation. This is their 2021 annual report. This is what they already do with 2046 special agents. What are they going to do with 87,000 special agents? B13, you can see they also spend our money on an office of what they call communication. I, I, I fixed it for them. Uh, they they have to have communicators to go out and spin the narrative about how every unconstitutional thing that they are doing is uh, is 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 okay. And then fourteen, we're all gonna we're all gonna love DEI. Always, you can't you can't have a bloated federal bureaucracy that's gonna put their foot on the boots of the American people unless it is diverse and inclusive and focuses on equity which is a code word for communism. Okay, so I'm gonna dive right into it because I think it's important that we, that we dive into this. So if you, Mr. Producer, um, well, actually, this is the Wayback Machine for the video or is it not? They took the video? the video down. So on page 48, if you pull up B20, you can see it. On page 48, there is a, at the top right, you see that there's a YouTube video link that says, learn more about what it takes to become an IRS special agent. When you click on that, the video's gone. 
they've taken yeah. it down. Uh, but the internet is forever, and uh, so we have we have a cut. It's an 11 minute video. I've put it on my Telegram. We'll also put that in the show notes. But uh, I want I want to play if we can get it to pull because we we couldn't download it from way back. But if we can get it to pull, yep, go ahead. Okay, this is just a minute. It's doing the, the sort of in the use of firearms and other defensive tactics. Oftentimes you're dealing with people, um, you know, they're not going to be happy to see you. In addition to being accountants, we're also law enforcement officers, which is very interesting because a lot of the special agents that work for the IRS, they don't come from a law enforcement background. We get to do the same things like all the other law enforcement officers do. Things happen, we have to be able to respond. So we this is a foreigner. So we teach our agents to fire uh, a firearm to be able to shoot. We go teach back them pay, defensive go back tactics, go back methods a little of bit. defending themselves and protecting others as well. On, so go we back. have to be ready. So go, we teach our agents go. to, um, you know, they're not going to be happy L to listen, see you. Pause it for a minute. Pause it for a minute. These are people, by the way, that are foreigners. I'm, I'm just going to call it what it is. When you come here and you get a citizenship, that's great. But they're taking people that have no basic understanding of civics or our country, the Constitution. They don't care about it. See that in those countries, they, it doesn't apply. So they come here and they're like, "I'm the, I'm in the government. They're the ultimate authority. I can do what they want. Pay attention to his accent. Ukrainian, probably." Accountants were also law enforcement officers, which is very interesting because a lot of the special agents that work for the IRS, they don't come from a law enforcement background. We get to do the same things oh, like yeah, all yeah. the other law enforcement officers. 100%. When things happen, we have to be able to respond. So we have to be ready. So we teach our agents to fire uh, a firearm to be able to shoot. We teach them defensive tactics and methods of defending themselves and protecting others as well. So they go through that entire process so that... Not use of force. Practical applications for use of force is what that said. Teach yeah, them defensive tactics and methods of defending themselves and protecting others as well. So they go through that entire process taxes. so that not only can they analyze records, but they also have that law enforcement component. We do carry weapons, we carry handcuffs, and we execute arrest warrants and search warrants. The IRS. It's not what's on television. You don't wrap the case up in an hour with commercials. It is very, very different. It's very intense. It can be, um, you can work very long hours and it can be very demanding. You're working for the taxpayers. We go out, we enforce the laws. Everybody should be paying taxes. That's how our roads get built. That's how the police get paid. Some of the things that I think All right, um, down. that are so. Why? Why did they take the training video, the, the video down? Why do you think that they've taken this video down? It was a public YouTube video, and now it's not. It's, it's, it's unavailable. We found it in Wayback. We can't download it. We can't save it, but we were able to play that cut of it for you. Uh, why, do you why do you think, Joe? Why do you think they took this, this video down about the IRS, what it takes to be an IRS special agent? Well, I think that they're, it's, it's uncovering. When he says that they work for the taxpayers, they don't work for the taxpayers. That's a lie. They don't work for the taxpayers. These people do not look out for the better interest of people. If they did look out for the better interest of people, let me tell you how much better our society would be. We would not be co catering to special interests. We would not have government agencies buying up land and letting billionaires basically steal our land, letting China come in and do whatever they want. Those aren't for the better interest of Americans. 
They wouldn't be pushing so much regulation on us that it makes it impossible to start an organization or start a business they, and, and make it almost impossible to keep one if you get one because of how much you have to pay just to stay in business. They, none of that stuff would be true if they worked for the taxpayers. We wouldn't pay 52 cents on every dollar because that's not what you would want. We wouldn't send money to Ukraine because none of you really care what happens in Ukraine when people are here or suffering. We wouldn't stuff psychotropic drugs down our kids' throat. We wouldn't do that either. We wouldn't take away basic rights and use the media as a fundamental propaganda tool to make it seem like guns are evil while violent crimes are spiking in areas where you're not even allowed to own a gun or hold a gun. We wouldn't be persecuting people that defend themselves and charging him with murder like they did the, the Bodega, uh, Bodega uh, worker in New York, throwing him in Rikers Island. That happened. And charging him with murder for defending himself against a criminal who was trying to do harm to him. See, we would not do those things. These guys don't work for the, for the, for the people. They don't work for, the, for, the, for us. They work for the state. They work for themselves. They're feeding their fat faces with as much as they can so they can do whatever they want and act with impunity across the world. Let's, let's talk truth. Let's stop lying to each other about what it is. Now, there are a few people who I think are standing up. There are a few people that are left that are in places and positions of trust and authority, magistrates. And what happened in Missouri specifically, what happened in Missouri just in the last couple months should scare all of you. But it should also give you hope that there are some people, and we're going to do some core requests on it here in Colorado, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to make the recommendation that if you live in another state, you should find out as well. Yes. So the FBI went to the local sheriffs to get access to all the information related to anyone who had a concealed carry permit in the state of Missouri. Say it again. The FBI went to all the sheriff's office to collect the information related to what citizens inside their state have CCWs, have concealed carry permits in Missouri. Now, why would the FBI want all the information based on who is armed and who isn't? Now, they did this registry back in Germany in the, in the late 1920s, leading up to what happened in the late 1930s, which is basically genocide of the people of Germany. Anyone that was opposed, they killed them. They scrutinized them. They took those roles and they put them against other government agencies so they could persecute them. What are they doing in the United States right now? What did they just do to President Trump? What have they done over and over and over again to conservative NGOs, nonprofit organizations? They have scrutinized and come down on every one of them saying that it's for the rule of law. They don't respect or even look at the rule of law. But in this case, states are waking up. Some states are waking up and they're saying, you know what, no more. DeSantis is doing it in Florida. By the way, he has the biggest budget surplus in the history of not only Florida, but any other nation or any other state in the, na in the nation. Mm -hmm. But in Missouri, I'm going to read this to you. The Attorney General of Missouri had some very harsh words for the Bureau of Investigations, and they directed it towards Christopher Ray, the corrupt, wholly corrupt, wholly morally bankrupt unethical director of the FBI. Dear Director Ray, it has come to my attention that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has informed several Missouri County Sheriffs that they will be showing up in August to audit CCW permit holders' records. The FBI states the audit includes 
an on-site review of your concealed carry weapons permits. Let me be perfectly clear. Allowing federal agents from the FBI to have access to records of Missourians who have a permit to carry a concealed weapon violates Missouri law and infringes on the Second Amendment rights. Missouri law specifically prohibits sharing this confidential list with the federal government. Information retained in the concealed carry permit system under the subsection shall not be distributed to any federal, state, or private entities. The people's elected representatives passed this law after it became known that the Obama administration wanted to know when, which Missourians had firearms, supposedly to establish who was entitled to federal benefits. We wanted to leave no doubt that the citizens of Missouri have a constitutional right to bear arms, and the federal government has no business poking around to find out their identities. I was a state senator when, the law, when this law was passed, and I proudly voted for it. In fact, we deliberately wrote a state law so that, not, so that only the elected county sheriff had access to the CCW list you were trying to get. Here in the heartland, we elect our county sheriffs who are members of our communities. The same cannot be said for you out-of-touch FBI. You, you may wonder what such a strong suspicion of federal agents here in the show-me state. Simply put, Missourians are hardworking, law-abiding citizens who don't need a national nanny state keeping tabs on us. But more than that, over the last couple of years, we've seen story after story of incompetence and corruption at the highest levels of the FBI. Our trust in your agency is at an all-time low. Preach! Here are a few examples of how the Biden administration and liberal deep staters within the FBI have severely tarnished the reputation of the once well-respected agency. Oh, and it gets better. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Targeting the parents of school children who showed up to express their concern at school boards meetings. Unbelievably, somehow this was done as an alleged violation of the Patriot Act. In addition to targeting parents, your agency has targeted conservatives, most famously for witch hunts against President Trump and his team. James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and others endlessly investigated fake allegations fabricated by the Hillary Clinton campaign and Democrat operatives. Yet while the persecute conservatives, the FBI, turns a blind eye to Democrats, the FBI explicitly cleared Hillary Clinton of wrongdoing that's been sitting on evidence of criminal activity on Hunter Biden's laptop for years. Preach. Now the FBI appears to be targeting Missouri gun owners, and we will not stand for it. We believe in the Second Amendment here. So does the Supreme Court, as you may have seen in the recent landmark opinion in New York, the State Rifle and Pistol Association, I led dozens of state attorneys, generals, in filing a brief defending the Second Amendment rights, and we prevailed. In light of all these facts, Missourians have concluded that the FBI leadership in Washington, D.C. has been weaponized for political gain. You have lost our trust, and you have, seen, you have seemed to be completely indifferent towards trying to rebuild it. Instead, you announced that you will show up at our offices of our elected Missouri sheriffs in open and blatant violation of our state law and seek to find who in Missouri holds a legal CCW permit. This is not going to happen. I will fight you tooth and nail with all the resources that the people of Missouri have given me as their attorney generals. Yours truly, very truly yours, Eric S. Schmidt, attorney general. And he CC'd Attorney General Merrick Garland giving him what I think is the American salute to communist traitors. The finger. 
So every every state needs to be pushing their attorneys general, needs to be pushing their governor, needs to be pushing their elected leadership to put some finally put some restrictions back on the federal government. And and we see this, I think DeSantis has, has brightly become a national hero because he's now talking about tossing out the FBI, tossing out the IRS. This is this is such egregious overreach that this is the point in time that we movement. as Americans look at our leaders and say, what are you doing? What are you doing to fix this? Because this isn't right. This isn't constitutional. This is not legal. And you seem to be okay with it. What are you going to do about it? We have a, uh, a video from Ronald Reagan that I think is a, um, a good reminder for everybody to play that. Now, it's a very funny thing that the same forces that want to cut our defense spending are the same ones that want to increase all these social services and this social tinkering and experimenting that hasn't worked. And every time it doesn't work, they just impose a more expensive <coughs> program on top of it. I think the American people, if they really look at all the facts, uh, yes, we want fiscal responsibility. But I think we also want a country that is strong enough at all times that we can say to any adventurous guys over there on the other side of the water, you better look twice, brother, before you start. We, we're running out of time, so we've got a couple things we have to do. So a couple things is, by the way, I want to tell you how not to get raided by the FBI. Um, if you could put that up, that's uh, C4. Um, promise 10% to the big guy. Have connections to Ukraine, connections to China. Destroy 30,000 emails with bleach and a hammer. Visit Epstein Island. Sexual relations with a Chinese spy. And that is how you uh, will not get raided by the FBI. How you get raided by the, by the FBI is just put America first. It's pretty simple. And you can substitute FBI for IRS as well because they can raid you and execute warrants on you no, as well Not now. legally they can't. Not legally they can't. Right, but they, they do. Can't. They put out an annual report on it. Well, let's go through what we're actually pushing out to Congress. I want to re I want Ash for you to read this. This is what we're actually pushing out for the letter to Congress. We're going to do it every day. And by the way, we're building the system so that you have access to state legislative groups, uh, AGs as well. And then we're also going to build it so you have phone calls. So you can pick up the phone. You can hit a button. It'll automatically dial in. We can even build in a part where it can record that for you and give it back to you. So you can say, hey, did you not get my recorded message? Here, let me send it to you again through email. Right? This is my message to you. I will tell you always to be respectful. You can actually make adjustments to these letters that go to Congress, but always be respectful. Always be forceful. Always use your right to speak. And do not make threats. Do not make idle threats. And don't put yourself in a position where these criminal pieces of garbage have something to stand on. They have nothing to stand on right now. They're standing on jello. Let these pieces of trash stand on jello, and you stand on the right side of, of the law. So all week long, we've been talking about the escalations of the state, and we've been demanding that our legislators go on record about the violations that we've been talking about on the show that we've that we see in the culture all around us. So attention, Congress. We haven't yet heard your statement denouncing the Biden regime's weaponization of the federal government against American citizens. We've heard lots of noise and rhetoric from lots of chattery legislators, but we haven't heard that. You have violated every right enshrined in the Bill of Rights. After swearing an oath to protect and defend those rights, you violated them. In so doing, you violated the people. Still, you remain silent. All we've asked for is a statement confirming your oath to protect and defend the Bill of Rights. You promised to protect our rights on the campaign trail. 
You swore an oath to protect them when assuming office. But then you took your seat and all those promises were forgotten. You're just like the rest. Consider speech, assembly, movement, and religious crimes are on the books across the nation. Nationwide disarmament is now US government policy. Quartering soldiers, we assume this is coming soon and are placing bets on their nationality and hat color. My money is on powder blue. Unlawful searches and seizures happen every day, most recently on the former president. Cruel and unusual punishments like refusing cancer treatment to January 6th prisoners are accepted and the govern government never fully compensates its victims. Trials for the state's political enemies are slow and obstructed. Common law is now subjective and asymmetrical. Justice is uncommon. Excessive bail is the norm for political enemies of the state. No rights remain for individuals. The state dictates every aspect of our lives. States' rights are under continued attack by federal government, as we most recently saw with Roe. How are we the people to hold our government accountable when our government continually changes the rules for ordinary Americans while giving themselves and their friends extraordinary leniency and a separate set of rules? Which of our rights remain? Where can we go that the state won't follow? How have you redefined liberty? to rationalize such violations of your sacred oath. We are waiting for you to go on the record about the Bill of Rights. We deserve and demand to know how you are going to redress the long list of grievances that have arisen from your failure to, to honor your oath and protect our rights. If you remain silent, we will assume you are supportive and willfully violating your oath. If you may remain silent, you will make clear that you are our enemy. We do not want to hear empty rhetoric and unfulfilled promises. We demand to know what you're going to do to set this right. Remember your oath and go on the record today. If you cannot, then resign in disgrace for failure to achieve the objectives for which you were hired. Amen. Go ahead, take it down if you would, Mr. Producer. So we're, we're, not, no, we're no longer going to send anything to Congress where we don't spell out what they're doing and what the recourse and what we want from them. What is our remedy that we're seeking? We're going to work the problem. So every day we're going to work the problem. Every single day. You can become a member, by the way. And when you become a member, you can send every day you can send free free messages to Congress. We will open that up, by the way, to state legislators as well. And it's every campaign as well. So yeah. if you, so tomorrow on, on Saturday's uh, notice that comes out, you'll see we, we kind of recap all of the letters that we've sent and the, the facts tomorrow is the, the one that the, the most people sent. We have sent over 13,000 letters to Congress yeah. this week and several of you have sent them to the entire Congress. So, so we know that they all got it. That is phenomenal and Thank you very much for doing that. But you can go back and you can send the ones with your conservative daily membership for every campaign. So every fax blast that comes out, you can send one of them for free, uh, which audience is dependent upon your, your membership tier. But make sure you're taking advantage of that value um, that's packed into your CD membership. And if you're not yet a member, we are working to pack additional value into that membership. It supports the show. Uh, we, we are not going anywhere. We're no. just getting started. We're growing. Growing. Growing, growing, growing. All right. So we're going to say a prayer, okay? We're going to pray for you, and then uh, we're going to pop off. But uh, not that type of pop off. <laughs> I feel like I already did. Yeah, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to pop off. But I want you guys to know that, listen, it's Friday. I want you to enjoy your family. Enjoy your weekend. If you're working this weekend, give a big smile to the people you're working with. 
Let them know that they can't steal your joy. They can't take away your peace. They can't take away your joy. We know we got to fight, right? And every day we get on the field and we, we go to battle. And that's what we need to do. We need to keep, continue to go to battle. And that doesn't mean that we have to be violent. It means we have to learn to stand together, set aside petty differences, and do the things that are necessary to help us achieve the results that we need to achieve as people, as Americans. So I no longer believe that it's Republicans and Democrats that are sitting on both sides or on opposite sides. It is the traitors of America, the establishment rhinos that, that frankly are stealing our elections the same way that the, the liberal loonies are. They're both on that side. And then over here are Americans. So Americans are standing on the right side of history and these pieces of trash aren't. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have this podcast. Thank you for the opportunity we have to, to be able to share and, and become and be ambassadors of truth. Father, thank you for your messages. Thank you for your words. Thank you for the, for the, for the, the scripture and the things that we have that tell us what we need to do and tell us um, what, what things are going to happen in the future as we look at what happened throughout history. Father, thank you for the sacrifice that your son Jesus did on the cross, made on the cross, so that we can all have eternal life. Anything we do at this point is just pales in comparison. Father, please bless us with the ability to have wisdom, to speak that wisdom, to understand that we need to guard our tongue and not push people to a place of, of hopium or despair, but to have them be realists in the fact that we need to work the problem. Help us to have courage, to operate in that courage, to have humility, to lead when we need to lead, Father, but also understand when we need to submit and be led. Help us to have discernment so that we can discern the good from the bad, the people that we should follow versus the people we shouldn't follow. But Father, please help us to become leaders in our own right, that we can stand up and, and be the effective change that needs to happen in our community. Father, please, please bless our, our families. Give them peace, Father. Please guard their minds, guard their, guard their, their hearts. Uh, help them to get through and forgive those that do things against them. Um, Father, please... Uh, Help us that we may identify those churches and places of faith that we know align with you, Father. Lastly, Father, I would just ask you to, um, to protect our children. Like All of us are in this fight because of our children. We, we know, as, as Trump said, they're, they're, uh, they're not coming for him. He's just in the way. Well, we're in the way, Father, of them attacking and hurting and perverting our children, your children, Father. And I would just ask you to give us the strength to be able to stand up and protect our children and give them protection in the environments where they are being perverted or they are being trained or indoctrinated or groomed. I would just ask you to give them protection and give them peace, Father. Have them understand and pull back the veil so they can see truth. We ask for all of these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We will see you tonight at 4 o'clock. We've got a packed week next week. Um, we will tell you that uh, Peter Navarro will be on next week. Uh, Cash Patel will be on next week. Um, Kevin Jenkins will be on next week. Um, we also have some things that are happening that you guys should know about here. Kevin Elman will be on next week. Kevin is an attorney that in Colorado was, was fighting for the school board. These radical leftists did a lot of bad things uh, to accuse the um, board members that were just installed. They got rid of a uh, what I consider a radical superintendent in Colorado. 
um, and were, was able to stand up and expose the truth, which made everything that they said unfounded. Um, and he's been fighting hard to make sure that he can get rid of these radical values that have been occurring in even the most conservative parts of our state here in Colorado. And then we have another one that I, I'm so amazed that we're going to have on, and that is um, Dr. McMasters. Uh, so she is amazing, amazing. And she is a, a educator, a professor, and uh, understands constitution, the Constitution better than anyone I've ever seen explain it. So she'll be on next week as well. And she's very young. And she has that understanding. She's done a lot of research on the on the Constitution, so uh, we look forward to having her next week as well. Other than that, we have we have a lot going on next week. It's going to be great. Lots going on. All right. God bless you all. We'll see you tonight at four o'clock. God bless. If you want to watch Conservative Daily podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at ten a.m. Mountain Time and four p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word freedom to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.